In 2021, the Die Podcast was launched, and the world was never the same. Welcome to the 100th episode celebration. Woohoo! Join hosts Kyle, Mark, and Alejandro as they look back and ask themselves, well, how did we get here? Get ready for lots of fun clips, stories, and even a few surprises. That's today on Death in Entertainment. Hoo-ah! Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got them. 100 episodes. Whoa. For your listening pleasure. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, deados and deadettes out there. Thank you for tuning in to the 100th episode of Death in Entertainment. <laughs> now sit back, relax, and get ready to The crowd goes wild. Everyone's going wild. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the 100th episode of Death and Entertainment. Cheers to you guys. Salud. Cheers to us. Hello. You know, it's bad luck if you don't uh, if you don't take a sip after doing a toast like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was some setup to a toast. You got to drink. Now you got to drink. <laughs> uh, so if you're tuning in and you've listened to the other 99 episodes, you know who we are. But just in case. Wait. I have a better idea. Okay. Why don't we have our past selves introduce us? Let's do it. More specifically, past Kyle Plouffe. Uh-oh. Why, was he a different iteration of Kyle Plouffe? <laughs> You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. We are here for episode one of Death and Entertainment. What is going on, everybody? My name is Kyle Plouffe, and the two co-hosts oh. of the three growing pains here. The guy sitting to my left is Mr. Mark Mulcairin. What's going on, Diehead? What's going on, world? Yeah. See, I stay the same. I'm the same uh, guy. And to his left is Alejandro Dowling. What's up? (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's the end of the episode. Please pause it. Pause it? No, don't pause pause it. Just edit this. <laughs> so that is never before heard. Wow. That was the first time we tried to record, and we did almost the entire episode over three hours. Oof. Oh my God. And then we decided, you know what? Let's uh, get some sleep and re record this. <laughs> I was the most tired I've ever been in my life after doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the drama afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we regrouped and a couple days later came back and we recorded this. Check, check, check. One more time. Keep talking. Check, check, check. How we doing? What's going on today? Thursday. The Twilight Zone starring <laughs> Vic Morrow. Are we good? We're good. Okay. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to our number one episode. There you huh? go. More polished. Entertainment. My name is Kyle Ploof. My name is Mark Mulcairn. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. Hey. We are Death and Entertainment. Now here's the end. I don't 
know. What else, Alejandro? That's it. That's I, it. I, I think I've just, said enough. Yeah, we just did it. All right, guys. First Ciao. episode down. See you guys <laughs> next week. Peace out. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Wow. A long way we have come. This is earth shattering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have a lot to cover today. We've got some uh, shout outs for our. Uh, you know, longest listeners and Patreon members. Thank uh, you very much. We've got some retractions. We've got some apologies. We've got some gripes. And we've got some uh, fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> and some hate mail. No, but Mike, seriously, fan mail. Yeah. All right. So where do we start? Well, why don't we take us all the way back to now? Yeah. The pop culture flash on this very special episode. We are going to say our favorite movies and songs. Sure. Oh, okay. We're, we're turning the tables. Now. We are. Yeah. So top three, I guess I can start us off. We're going to find out a lot about each other here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should I start off with music or movies? What do you want to hear first? Yes. I, th- I think I want movies first. All right. Number three, Jackie Brown. I anticipated that would be up there. I always love to rewatch it. It never gets old to me. I have to say it's Tarantino's best. I love Pam Greer. Yeah. And I love 70s soul and the vintage culture of L.A. Plus, I'm a 90s kid. Yeah. yeah. So it has the Delamo Mall and all those good things. It has Bridget Fonda. Getting shot in the head. I was. I, I had the biggest crush on her as a kid, and I. I got the biggest crush on her now. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, we don't. We don't want to go down that road. <laughs> no comments. No comments. <laughs> but it's a great movie. Great soundtrack. Love it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Number two, I had to put a De Palma on here. Oh, got and it. I didn't want to pick the obvious ones, you know, like Scarface. Yes. So I'm picking Carlito's Way. Amazing Ooh. choice. I love this movie. I had to pick something with Al Pacino because we say hoo ha a yeah. lot. And this is Al Pacino's Latino face. <laughs> it is. Yeah, he was trying to pass himself off as a Puerto Rican guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was he that? He was that way. He was Puerto. He was Spanish in Serpico, kind of, wasn't he? And Heat. And this, maybe it's a trilogy of Latino movies. And Cuban in Scarface. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just love this movie. I think it is just a pop culture smorgasbord of great actors. Again, another great soundtrack. I guess that's important to me always. Liguizamo also. He almost uh, he almost didn't get the movie, I guess. He had like a, a friend make a make a phone call for him so he can get because he's not he, he's kind of an outlier in that. He's kind of it's like a, a small part, but an important yeah, part. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Maybe you don't remember me. I'm Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Yeah. Al Pacino goes, maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I my favorite part is when he talked to that guy Sasso. He's like, "Ooh, something smells in that trunk. What's that? That's Sasso. Yeah. He used to be called Ron." I love that part. All right, number one, I have to throw an Altman on there. The player. What are you going to call this thing? <laughs> yeah, which that is from the intro that Alejandro put together of of that you hear every time you listen to our episode that uh, that portion of the uh, clip. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. Great satire on Hollywood. It's hilarious. It's great. I think we were watching that a lot when we started this, because I don't know if you remember the first promo I put on Instagram. It was that thing where he gets all those postcards, and it says, I know you did it, but I changed it to say Death and Entertainment. That's right. I think that might have uh, been the first post. Yeah, I think so. Wow. And you'll probably talk about one of your other posts, yeah. early posts later. Uh, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> DM. I'm embarrassed about it, but yes, I will be talking about it. <laughs> and then for music... I have to throw Ween on there. 
Mm-hmm. Number three, push the little daisies. And make them come up. Yeah, because that fits the theme. There's a lot Death. of ween banter on this. so There's a lot of ween banter. Sense. Love the As ween. As of late. Yep. Number two, nothing but flowers, talking heads. Love the song. It's about a dark theme, the world ending. But yet, it's got a very upbeat tempo. Great choice. Great David Byrne always puts me in a good mood. Yeah. Number one, my, my, hey, hey, out of the blue. Or hey, hey, my, my, into the black. There you go. That's the Neil electric Young? version. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that Neil Young? That's yeah. Neil Young. Oh, okay. And this ties to the podcast as well because Kurt Cobain quoted it in his suicide note. Yes, which came up in uh, Kyle's Cobain episode. Yeah, where he said that uh, better to burn out than to fade away. Yes. And those are my picks. Those are my Desert Island movie and music picks. Desert Island. Mark. Yes. Do you want to go next? Yes. Well, granted, I could... um play dvds on the oh, well i can't stream on the deserted <laughs> island get it they've taken all of our media guys okay yeah. um so let me pop it off with movies number three is office space which actually does come up in the year 1999 which is we've covered you know a lot in this bloody fm presents hometown ghost stories a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week bringing you all the hauntings From haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. It's a big year for our podcast, 1999. It is. We can't get away from it. Um, number two, also something um, that comes up a lot in this podcast, the movie Heat. Um, yeah. Hoo-ah! Yeah! We both... Great ass! That's where that line is from. Yeah. It is. Well, the, I guess they didn't uh, warn Hank Azaria in that scene that he was going to do all that shit. So when you see the fear on Hank Azaria's face, it's very genuine. <laughs> and Hank said that they did multiple takes, like, 10 takes and by the end that's when Pacino just got tired so he just started going great ass like losing his mind and of course that's the one that Michael Mann uses yeah I guess maybe that's a, a thing they try to do directors try just to wear you down to so just go desperate and just start throwing fucking haymakers <laughs> great movie though great movie number one I find myself watching a lot I'm a big fan of this Lost in Translation oh interesting yeah and maybe I took a little left turn here you did yeah I didn't expect that I know. I, I, I don't, it's just something I wa- it, I watch it to go to sleep a lot. It's a very sleepy movie, and I usually t- use it to watch to go to bed. I've heard people say that before. Yeah. I listen to police interrogations to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like uh, too hot for TV, or what was it? <laughs> Faces of Death. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but Lost in Translation seems like a better idea. Yeah, it's more mellow than that stuff. No, it's a beautiful movie and yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere and I think the cinematography kind of lends itself to that style. I don't, I'm not a fan of all of her movies, but Lost in Translation, maybe it could be just a Bill Murray effect doing it for me and the great soundtrack. Yes. So, music. Okay. 
I actually also have a talking head song. I have Naive Melody this time. Though. Oh, this must be the place. Yeah, which is a little cliche. And I don't like the uh, connection to that weird Sean Penn movie called This Must Be the Place. Oh, that was embarrassing. Yeah. I'm, Almost as embarrassing as him smelting his Oscar. Yeah, every, he does a lot of embarrassing things. He's like, you know, he's going crazy on this Ukraine thing, but I don't see him on the picket lines at all with for SAG or anything. He's not doing it to help his own people. Right. You know? Um, number two, Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. Ooh. Not because of the its use in the movie uh, Fear with Mark Wahlberg. Let me in the house! <laughs> where he's fingering uh, Allegiant Silverstone on the roller coaster. But besides that, I think it's a great song. It's not the only cherry he popped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just the, the pump in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> the horse wasn't the only thing wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, different movie. Uh, number one for me, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Ooh. Very re-listenable song. It, their live renditions are very great also. Um, they they went on Jules Holland. They went on uh, some British show. They have a great version of it on YouTube there. But um, I remember when I first tried to get the song Creep when it came out when I was in high school. I wrote down a Newberry Comics to get it, and I got this rec- record by mistake, which is the Benz. And uh, I found that amazing also. And better than Creep. Wait, so you yeah. bought... <laughs> You bought a whole album but thinking was, it had a song on it yeah. that it didn't have. Yeah. Couldn't you just flip it around and read the back? Yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> I assume like this is a new band. They they must only have one album out there, but it wasn't true. They had just come up come out with uh, the Benz a couple months earlier. But uh, to be fair, I bet you got some cred saying, hey, do you all know the Benz? No, not in my high school. Because that was the <laughs> less popular one. Yeah, he yeah. said that, and then they stuffed him in a locker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they stabbed me 34 times in the yeah. abdomen and then he stopped me in a locker and lit me on fire yeah yeah it was like i don't know uh people were still listening to like it was like i was like 15 or something people still listen to like r&b and uh like <laughs> like uh boys to men yeah and like jump around by uh what's it called um house, house of, of pain, pain. Yeah, yeah people listen to house of pain still yeah and then they put you in house of pain <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm still in it they didn't steal the bends they made sure you kept it <laughs> they, and, bent, they bent my femur speaking of getting <laughs> stuffed into lockers kyle what are your picks yes. my picks uh gotta go with my favorite horror movie of all time nightmare on elm street uh, oh yeah great, great my personal favorite tarantino would be pulp fiction because we get a gimp all right. And some other things to jerk off to in there. It's like uh, the Beatles White Album of choices there, but I, li- I like it. This list is taking a dark turn. <laughs> yes. So dark that we go to Jim Carrey and uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. Hello. I, oh, he's I in Jeff names. Daniels? Ooh. Yeah, he's inside. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Those are my three okay. uh, favorites from each category. I there. love it. They're all from a four year. 1984 for Nightmare, and then 1994 for the other two. Wow, you make right. connections like that, like the number 23 movie. Yeah. You make <laughs> Starring Jim Carrey. Yeah. Definitely. Yes, Def- yes, definitely. that's right. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just do Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. I mean, that's what I really wanted. The budget for Dumb and Dumber is $23 million. Yeah. They got him on a deal. Yeah. Well, at that time, he wasn't like a $20 million. Remember in the late 90s, everyone was making $20 million? Hell yeah. Yep. Anyway. Uh, favorite... Songs. Here we go. All Rolling right. by Limp Biscuit. Oh my oh, god! Are these all gonna be Limp Biscuit? In together now by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yes. And Boiler by Limp Biscuit. Oh my god! Thank you very much. There's a connecting theme here. Thank you very much. Limp Biscuit. 
Kyle has the least pretentious favorite exactly. music list ever. I'm a simple man. Yeah, he has simple tastes and uh, he's simple jack. <laughs> simple yeah. And this is a simple podcast. Never go yes. full podcast. <laughs> so stick with us as we continue to have fun and yeah. look back and drink, and we're gonna be merry and uh, look back at what what happened to our lives. Yeah, what do we do? <laughs> what are we doing here? So we were talking about what did we want to do for our 100th episode. Yes. And then we decided to start. Why don't we pick an episode that we investigated, researched, presented that we're particularly proud of? Well, we're showing people a little behind the scenes here because what happens is we kind of circulate each week. Someone will, uh, you know, do all the research for whatever murder we decide to kind of run with that week. So, you know, murder, death, whatever happens. Yeah. So if yeah. you haven't noticed, if yeah. you haven't noticed, yeah. <laughs> One presenter, two listeners. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's the that's pretty much the best way to explain it. So what we did is we chose what episode we put together research that we wanted to look back at and found new things, old things or fun things we wanted to rebring up. Yes. And then, of course, we have done somewhere we're all jumping in. Yeah. yeah, like this one. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, mine, I just picked this one because it was just a surprising trajectory for me. And it was very rewarding. And you found a lot of stuff, new stuff that you did not anticipate. Absolutely. Yeah. And so my episode is, drum roll, please. <laughs> I can't do a drum. I'm just doing this. Voice actor Mary Kay Bergman. Ooh. Oh, threw me feel for that. Speaking of left turns, there. Yeah, we had no idea how uh, big she was going to be on social media with like just us posting clips of her. Yeah, and how interested people were in her story and didn't know what actually happened to her. Yeah, that, that all blew up like crazy on, especially TikTok. Uh, Alejandro, you put together a very nice TikTok um, quick you know snippet of her mm-hmm. and like some facts about her and the oscars and stuff it went wild on mm-hmm. tiktok it got like a million views and it's yeah. like it's our biggest thing we've ever done <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the one on tiktok that got a million views that's one where i compiled us talking about it on the podcast but it was specifically the tribute that the south park creators did yeah. after she died and people saw that and liked it. They had never heard of this story before. Yeah. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me fill you in. Mary Kay Bergman did all the female voices in the early seasons of South Park. Yeah. The first three seasons. And the movie came out. She was Sheila Broflovsky. That was her biggest character. Yeah, the mom. Yeah. Kyle's mom? Um, yeah, Kyle's mom. Yeah. Kyle's mom's a big bitch. Yeah, big fat bitch. <laughs> yeah, she was like a prominent character in that. Yeah. And she sang the movie's signature song, Blame Canada, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Huge part of the show. And that year, 1999, the movie comes out. She is, as I said in the videos I made, top of her career, top of her craft. And then she just battled depression. Her mom was ill. 
she had a loving husband, but she could not get over her anxiety and sadness. And in November 1999, months after the South Park movie was released, she took her own life Mm -hmm. in a really brutal way with a shotgun. Then later that spring, Blame Canada was nominated for Best Song at the Oscars. And Robin Williams, of all people, filled in for her. Yeah. You, of course, know this if you follow the show. Uh, and he did a great job. He did. And yeah. then the Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park creators, were on acid that night. Yeah. And they were dressed as uh, J-Lo or who? J-Lo, who they, yeah, J-Lo and Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And actually, that's a good segue into the clip I have. So this is the original... I don't even know how to set this up because it's so convoluted. We did a six-hour Robin Williams episode. Yeah. You all just saw (laughs) a three-hour one. It was two parts. Very epic. Yeah. But we recorded for six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We sure did. We did. did. And so at the end of this session, I'm looking at all this audio I have to edit. And I was just making cuts where I desperately just to make it like a manageable chunk in two parts and one of the cuts i made was that south park story where robin williams filled in Mm -hmm. Mm. but then what i did was i turned that deleted chunk into a youtube video and so that one got like seventy-five thousand views really fast yeah and again it was like on tiktok where it just blew up Mm. and so here let's listen and watch a little part of that the woman who played that role? Yeah. yeah. All the female roles on South Park. Yeah. What? And in the movie sings, Blame Canada. Crazy. Yeah. And so Trey Parker and Matt Stone were devastated. A friend of ours had killed herself. That's all it was. And we didn't even want to deal with it for, for at least a couple months. And they didn't want to sing the song at the Oscars. So they asked Robin Williams to do it. Ah! Oh, my God! They killed Kenny! <laughs> Blame it's a hilarious number. And then, then they, they have like Canadian Mounties and it's this yeah. huge production. Oh, yeah. And then they dressed up as uh, J-Lo and someone else to go to the Oscars. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> That's so weird that I fixed acid. it this time. Yeah, see, they yeah. dropped ass before. That's crazy. That's great. And they were, <laughs> people were asking them like serious questions and they were like, it's just a beautiful evening. A magical <laughs> evening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all magical. <laughs> It's just such a magical evening, and everyone, it's just everyone looks so spectacular, you know, we just wanted to be a part of it all. It's a night of magic. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine if you drop in that much acid, though, you really have to limit what you say to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much all you can say. Yeah. So to sum it all up, I dropped this all over TikTok, YouTube, wherever. Dropped it like they dropped acid. Blew up, and I let the people speak. They were all saying... Thank you so much for covering this. I never knew about this. Obviously, there's a bunch of huge South Park fans out there, and they had no idea yeah. that one of the originators of these great characters was gone for over 20 years from the show yeah. in such a sad way. They were and, online and very vo- vociferous. They were. Vo- that's one of our favorite <laughs> words on this podcast, vociferous. <laughs> and so then I decided, you know what? My next episode after that was going to be Mary Kay Bergman. Yep. So I had never thought I would do that episode mm. like that. And I just saw the interest and I did it. And then when I did that episode... 
you know, the comments were exactly the same as they were for the other stuff, saying, yeah. thank you for doing this, never heard of this. So it was really satisfying. Yeah. And it was pretty much all positive. Yeah. It was very gratifying. And it also really helps whenever you use the hashtag South Park in it any does. social media thing, because all their rabid, insane fans are out there um, online all the time, I'm sure. They never they never see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, hashtag anything South Park. I still hashtag South Park when I'm posting mm-hmm. anything now. <laughs> oh, yeah, there were so many ones I uh, made out of that, like the Michael Moore feud. Oh, yeah. When he featured Matt Stone in Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. And then he put a cartoon right after that segment, and it looked like Matt Stone had made that. Yeah. He called it a dick move or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they killed him off in Team America. Yes. So anyway, that is my episode that I am so glad I did. Hell yeah. Great one. Great story. And uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm still, I was astonished when we were going through it, as you could see that. What, what was going, a show that I loved so much as a kid, what was really going on behind the scenes there. And like mm-hmm. those, those voice characters that you don't really know that they have real lives with the real people. Um. Yeah, it was cool to kind of figure out what 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 kind of was going on behind the scenes there. Yeah, and then you can hear in that clip even Mark going the one that does all the voices. He was finding out in real time about yeah. it, just like everyone else on social media. Because I only knew the guy voices, obviously, because um, I'm a pig. Uh, no, but I just knew <laughs> I knew uh, Trey Parker did a lot of the voices in that, and I just thought maybe it was just a variation of his voice. But I didn't know there were other voice actors that worked on it. Mm. All right, so who's next? Kyle, you want me to go next? Yeah. Um, roll. I don't know how I can top that, but... Um, Easily. Okay, so I think I had to go with the, the most natural one, which is you know what people have asked me about, and I got a lot of comments, and um, mostly good, like you were talking about your Mary Kay Bergman. Um, it was Woodstock 99. I that thought one. you might pick that one. Of course, yeah, and... You know, I did so much research, and I ca- it's a two-hour-long episode, so <laughs> <laughs> I went for my longest one here. Um, I did a lot of the entire history. I was just going to kind of give my experience, which is all peppered in there, and I formatted it in a way of just, like, peppering in my own experiences with, you know, the first uh, Woodstock in 1969 there and just kind of everything that happened ever since. And it was surprising to me that people died at every single Woodstock they've done. They've done them in 69. uh, They did one in 95. I'm sorry, 94. And then they did one in 99. Yeah. Um, And yeah. And it could have been so much worse at the original one where they had the wires exposed in the ground with water that people were dancing in. Exactly. Could have been so much worse. And the up against the wall motherfuckers from the original (laughs) one that that were mad that hot dogs got too expensive. (laughs) They could have killed way more people. They didn't kill anyone. Mm -hmm. They they could have like Columbine that entire... Festival, but, but it, somehow the original has the reputation for being peace, love, and music. Yeah, yeah. they don't even remember the calamities. Yeah, Oof. there was a lot of things. Trust me, that just were not known because this is also ninety uh, nine was on the cusp of like the internet age. So um, mm-hmm. you know, news and everything was moving much faster. So you heard about all these assaults as they were happening, and as people were just going home. Yeah, and you know, yeah, you saw them on the pay per view. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But not as quickly because back then it still was dial-up internet. So it wasn't like if this happened today, I mean, we saw with the uh, Travis Scott situation, that was like in real time. Yeah. People were posting videos of someone allegedly stabbed by someone with a hypodermic needle. Yeah. And then they go into a full seizure. So, Astro World. Yes. Yeah. Well, to speak of 
Bob Schur, the the guy who uh, John Schur rather, the guy who ran this Woodstock '99. He's one of our favorite villains of yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Going through it, I remember one thing specifically: is while this riot was going on on Sunday night after Woodstock '99 had you know devolved into you know insanity, the Peace Patrol, you know, use that term very lightly because they weren't creating any peace and they were being paid like you know ten dollars an hour, and they all just pretty much just took off and uh, just joined the riot, I think. <laughs> yeah. He turned off all their communications at midnight on Sunday night because he didn't want to pay for more than one minute than he had to. <laughs> and he had already set to do that, uh, you know, like months before because he figured he was going to have this entire thing wrapped up by that time because the Chili Peppers were supposed to play and people were just supposed to go home and that was it. Yeah. But no, it was a complete insane riot, which, like, you know, the the army had to come in to break up, basically. <laughs> yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big disaster. Uh, Long before Firefest. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first really bad festival, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that we know of. I'm sure there was other ones that were bad, but this is one that just, it really broke, you know, into the media's, you know, brain because people couldn't stop talking about it and michael lang who started the original woodstock he used all his goodwill and squandered it with woodstock 99 there was never another woodstock after that he tried with woodstock 50 well it was gonna come back in 2019 Uh he died last uh the january before last like we we just covered him yeah he died was january january 8th 22 yeah. He died. And he did one final interview in that Netflix documentary. On yeah, Netflix he didn't 99. look that bad, but I guess. I thought he did. He looks like half dead. Like death. Yeah. He looks like the grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> then you hear he, he died like yeah. five minutes after they stopped recording. Yikes. Um, I did. I was reminded of Woodstock 99 too, also, because I just got some recently surface pictures that a friend sent me uh of me at this festival right right in the thick of it cal can you go to our instagram by any chance yep and can you explain this pose that you're doing no (laughs) (laughs) this is a gotcha question no there's a the first picture there yeah you're doing making a funny face you almost look like you have a shirt on your head. You look like a bag lady or something. Like I know. Yeah, I don't, well, I was just trying to stay cool. Like uh, that, That's what was going in on. In what there. sense of the word? Uh, not, not cool like, you know, a cool guy at a concert. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, just trying to stay not scolding hot. I went through a weird Reggie Miller phase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a jersey of his. I don't know why I'm wearing that at a uh, music festival, but a little chunky. I don't um, know why out of all places you could have posed for a photo, you did it right at the porta potties. I don't know either. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a bizarre choice. Usually but. one would want to get away from the porta potties as fast as possible yeah. and not pose for a picture. It looks like a woman took that picture of me like hey, this guy's been following me around. <laughs> <laughs> Beware. Go, yeah, go to go right. <laughs> It looks like one of those disturbing photos where they're yeah. like this is the last time anyone ever saw Mark. Yeah, yeah. and this is like me at v- in Vietnam or something yeah in the background you can hear so come and get it is it come and get it yeah this is like my obituary if i died of vietnam the picture yeah it would would have this on it thank you for your service yeah uh he died by jumping on a landmine (laughs) i love seeing this though after devouring our episode on this. I know. We did not have these visual aids during the episode yeah and now i can see i can see you're trying to fit in 
why Jeffrey Jones was all about. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Now. Look at those tan lines. <laughs> no, you look like one of Jesse Plemons' cousins from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. You have the white t shirt. Yeah. You're so trying to fit in. Like, yo, I'm a bro. Yeah. He also uh, looks like an escaped patient from a hospital with his <laughs> hospital band there. Yeah, I know. What is it? It looks like with I have an IV. IV. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I did have an IV. I just went nuts. You know what would be amazing is if you had a photo with the bleeding head guy yes that would be great <laughs> oh that well i did want to bring that thank you for reminding me of that in which i did see a guy in the middle of metallica who was from my neighborhood i had no clue he was going to this concert i didn't know he was going to be there i'm in the middle of like hell at metallica <laughs> mm-hmm. in the middle of that mosh pit it's, it's your 9-11 it's my 9-11 yeah it's crazy in there 311 <laughs> is my 9-11 um <laughs> and he all of a sudden comes he emerges uh, I should say, from this uh, group of like um, maniacs that are all like beating each other up, you know, in the middle of the Metallica show. And he just goes, it's fucking crazy in there. <laughs> and he just continues to walk past me like a zombie or something. Oh, boy. And I'm and like, no, no, like, hey, man, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> It was just as fucking crazy in that <laughs> thousand yard stare. It looked like he would like he, his body was like liquefied. He was just like dead, you know. He just had <laughs> he was bruised up, and then he just walked right past me, all bloodied and bashed. I was like, oh, there goes Brian. And, <laughs> and people want to know what happened to that guy. They write on social. Media. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah I've seen, someone asked a couple weeks ago. I yeah. saw on one of the videos, like, hey, do you know what happened to that guy? I still don't know. I, I've never, not not to say I've actually reached out or tried. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume he made it back. He dropped dead that day. Yeah. Well, we had the death count, and he wasn't listed there. So. That's true. Yeah. I hope he's okay. I hope he stopped bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Brian. I never stopped bleeding since that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a constant ago. wound that keeps bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great episode. And like you said, the way it's mapped out, the way you went from the history of the other Woodstocks yeah. seamlessly into Woodstock 99 yeah. and then weaving your story into that. And then even into the sad story of David DeRosa, one yeah. of the guys that died there. Yeah. So in the end, I think that is a premiere episode. Yeah. <laughs> like if you want to hear a death in entertainment I think there was one clip where uh, where Kyle goes, well, I think they came for the music. And, and, and you go, what do you think they came for the fucking film festival? Yeah. <laughs> that shitty tent yeah. from IFC. Like, what would they even be playing that yeah. year? Go. Yeah. <laughs> Moby would be spinning something. Yeah. Oh, baby. I got a couple follow-ups. Uh, there okay. W- there was one person in the comment that said, in which I said, you know, look at corn, you know, they... This is like them like going crazy because this is the biggest audience they've ever seen, which is true. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest concert or audience or anything they had ever seen in their entire life. They would never match that thrill again. Never, never have. Uh, but I said the year before they were like an unknown band that was playing like shitty bars in Bakersfield. I guess that's not accurate. Like they they were at some point. It was also hyperbole. It was hyperbole. Yeah, yeah and that's it's a joke. People get over it. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those comments you just, it's like, usually you could throw it away, but I was like, it really stuck in my cross. <laughs> <laughs> or not even a joke. It's There's a larger truth to that. Yeah. They weren't that big before that. No, they weren't. And like, this is clearly the biggest thing that they're running with. And they're like, this is our time to really let it out there. And they did. And 
they they, they kind, sure did. They kind of started what became the Woodstock riot. Maybe just kind of just by the explosiveness of their performance was just yeah. John Davis was just so over the top yeah. and crazy. Um, you get some points back for being at the corn show. Yeah, because I was mad that you didn't go see break stuff. Yeah, I, oh, I, I I still feel bad about that, <laughs> but I don't also because I saw feel my bad. But I also I did see my friend at that Metallica concert, and I'm like, maybe I made the right choice because like people were getting pummeled, dude. Like people were getting. I'm not a big guy. Like, <laughs> I can't go in the middle of yeah, these we, mosh pits. We see the pics. Yeah, yeah I know. You're a twink and a yeah. wife beater. <laughs> I was hiding in my tent there. Um, I have one more thing. Okay. I want to bring up. Um, there is Woodstock 2023 is coming. What? I'm breaking news here. Guys. Wait, what? I am breaking fucking. You really are. Is it for real? It's gonna be in Korea. What? Okay. (laughs) Which one? Wait, which one? North or south? That's what I wondered. If they're bringing that '99 energy back, they should go to North Korea. Could you imagine a bunch of misogynistic bros gather in North Korea? (laughs) I'm coming get it. They never come back. No, never. Yeah, they'll come back like that Otto Wambier guy. Speaking of liquefied inside. Yeah, he would have been at Woodstock '99. Yeah, he was old enough. They roll him in there like (laughs) like a war hero yeah because he stole a sign off a wall <laughs> they just throw his body to the to the yeah, that, whatever. that didn't the punishment didn't fit the crime in that yeah. one but anyway i don't know it's been announced it's very vague on the details but uh all right well we will uh keep on that beat and yeah. give you updates um yeah i don't think i don't know if i had anything else obviously we had a follow-up with uh, Alex Sulkin in which he described his details um, of going there in 1995. Where he smashed someone. Yeah, 94. Where he smashed some girl's face into the mud accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and l- like him and me, it made us never want to go to a festival ever again. But And he go. came on to talk about Woodstock 94, but I feel like we spent most of the time talking about Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Which was a hit movie at the time. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's everything I had on uh, Woodstock 99. All right. Well, I think... That was a great choice, and it's a great episode. Yeah. Uh, Mine, I was so excited to even tell this story, and I I still tell people about this story, and their minds explode. It's episode number two, actually. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. The story of Juan Catalan and his uh, being saved by Larry David. Uh, Pretty much what happened is that he was at a Dodgers game Mm -hmm. and then ended up getting arrested for the murder uh, of a woman he was connected to because he was in the crowd because his brother uh, and his friends were on trial for another crime. And Juan was pretty much you know, there to support them and see the trial. And they thought because this girl died, she was one of the witnesses in that trial against his family and friends. Yeah. So they thought he was the one that murdered her. And he's like, I swear to God, I was at a Dodgers game. They were trying to go after him, go after him. And he was like, there was someone filming there. I know I'm on camera somewhere because they tried to find him in the, on like security cameras. They couldn't find him anywhere. And then come to find out his lawyer ended up getting a hold of the tapes from HBO. And they were filming a little show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And they showed him they out of all the sections they could have filmed in. They filmed in his row, his section. And they got him perfectly on camera, 
going through because a PA didn't do his job and allowed him to go while they were filming. So incredible story. And that's probably my favorite one. And that's where we really started going hard on the shit list. Yeah. Uh, against right. the LAPD and like a bunch of people. So I know we were going hard at Landis, but I think that might have been the first time we used the phrase phrase shit list. It's not. Oh, it's not? We did the first time. I one? have the clip. Oh of shit. The first time. Nice. But you're absolutely right. It was a great example of like we were giddy with these first episodes. Yeah. Like yeah. the Twilight Zone was a long time in the making. Yeah. We decided this has that has to be our first episode. And then when you did Curb Your Enthusiasm, I was like, that's brilliant because I saw that documentary. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's the kind of story that gives you goosebumps. Right. Because exactly. seeing him in that B-roll footage from Curb Your Enthusiasm, that exonerated him. Yeah. That freed him from having to go to prison. But it almost didn't, because remember, the uh, district attorney at that time was someone who had a 100% success rate with going for the death penalty, and he was up for the death penalty. And she was saying, it doesn't matter if he's on that camera footage because he could have left and got back to Sun Valley within 20 minutes. And it's like, have you ever left a Dodgers game? You can't get to Sun Valley. No. Hell no. You can't even get out of the parking lot in 20 minutes. Never mind, get all the way home and commit a murder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the circumstances of that story is just absolutely insane. And if that's anybody, outrageous. Yeah. So if people haven't listened to that episode, go back to it, take a listen. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary, it's called The Long Shot, and it's forty five minutes long, and it's so worth actually going but, through and seeing how everything unfolds. Finally, Don't watch that first, though. Yeah. Come to our podcast. You also first. said that in the episode too. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, did you say the Vineland Boys? The Vineland Boys. That was the gang that these guys were part of. Yeah. Yes. And we are near Vineland. Yeah. That is our yeah, very two blocks over. Yeah. <laughs> so that has actually been a running thing in our podcast, talking about the Vineland boys. Yeah. Yes. They're very close. And that was number two. That was one of the first. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. That's also led to uh, one of Juan's friends getting in contact and giving me his number. And I invited him on the podcast, and he didn't respond. But... That was the first time I was actually able to reach out to someone who was actually involved in one of our stories. Yeah. So Yeah, we've done cool. uh, we've done that a lot. Yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we're only a hundred in. Yeah. yeah. No, but we are doing more of that now, networking yeah. and stuff. Because you know, you want to get the first hundred out before people take you seriously. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think when I started listening back to all the episodes, I think the first one that really kind of solidify we knew exactly what we wanted the show to sound like and everything kind of gelled was the Shatner episode. Yes. Yeah. That one was like, holy shit, this is the first like for real, for real, like sounds like the way we do it today. Yes. And uh, that's another one that started from a personal story I knew. I mean, I can't really give too many details of the situation, but it came down to a friend of mine was talking to one of the biggest prosecutors in L.A., uh, that's no longer working, but they were involved with, you know, the crime of the century. And he asked them, do you think William Shatner killed his wife? And he said, absolutely. Without a doubt. We all know he did. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Well, there was a, a weird cover up. Remember, I, I, I submitted to try to get the police report. I, you're allowed to like through Freedom of Information Act 
request whatever you want on yeah. certain cases, and they wouldn't give it to me. They said it was because uh, he was a famous person or something, or something personal. Was because up. he was on Rescue 911. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he made very good friends with these cops through T.J. Hooker, that that too. Yeah. And a T.J. Lot, Hack. T.J. Yeah. Hacker, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's he's always been a friend of the cops, and they're, uh, you know, you scratch my back, and uh, I'll do the same to you, buddy. Yeah. It is so obvious. There's some weird shit that went down that night. Yeah. And he spent the rest of his career obsessed with it. Yeah. He's yeah. recorded spoken word songs about it. He's written about it. That's a crime it. in itself. Nareen Shatner, <laughs> that was his wife that drowned in the pool. Her family hates him. They're yeah. like, would you shut up about her? And he won't. Yeah. He'll talk about it till the cows come home because he feels like he has to prove that he's innocent of something. Well, it's too bad he can't be like Jeff Be- Jeff Bezos and just shut him up. Yeah. <laughs> like when, remember when they came they went to space and yeah. then they came back he's like, I can't believe what I just saw. It was Bezos, like death. Bezos just walked away. He's like, All right, cut this guy's mic. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Get him out of here. All right. So I think this is a good segue to I have a list. Or not a list, but uh, just fun little groupings that I put together. All right. Why don't we start with, because 100 episodes, we've done a lot. We've talked about a lot. So much so that the other day, Kyle forgot that we did an entire episode on Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah. This is true. A fan asked, oh, when are you going to cover Heath Ledger? And then Kyle said, oh, we talked about him a little bit in our Oscars episode. <laughs> Which but is we'll, true. But we'll definitely add it to the list. Yeah. So I texted Kyle, you know, we did a whole episode already. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's <laughs> I... all my episodes. I think. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> That was the Star Whackers. That's right. So, yeah, Randy Quaid and the Star Whackers. (laughs) So here are the categories. ODs, overdoses for those not in the know. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe, River Phoenix, Lil Peep, Heath Ledger, speaking of, Anna Nicole Smith, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Corey Monteith. We covered all that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Questionable Drivers. Jane Mansfield's 20-year-old driver, Ronnie Harrison. And remember, she was not decapitated. No. They found a wig in the the wreckage, and people assumed it was her head. Right. False decapitation. Paul Walker's friend, Roger Rodas, who was driving the day he was incinerated in Santa Clarita. I believe they literally burned to death. They did. But little-known recognized fact about uh, Jane Mansfield's car accident. Mariska Hargitay was in the car in the back seat while the parents and the driver died in the front. Yes. Insane. And then, of course, Mariska Hargitay is the greeting that Mike Myers uses in The Love Guru. Yeah, yeah. that was the biggest disaster she's been involved <laughs> in. Second biggest. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he killed, killed two people in his car. Yeah, and then that led to our too hot for public consumption <laughs> jeffrey jones mini sode yeah. oh yeah 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 where we riffed on him and got a little loose In high yeah. pursuit of a high school kid yeah exactly <laughs> after this uh but all right Nine times other questionable drivers henry ruggs yep. ryan dunn left eye and Hayes, and the recent rebecca gayhart ah yes mm. Okay, and then this next category, Water Woes. Whoa. Naya Rivera from Glee. I got some pushback because I made the comment because she died during the pandemic. 
and she went on a boat with her young kid and ended up drowning. So I just said, why is she out and about during the pandemic? Just stay home. You know, what's Netflix? What's the wrong Missy? Don't drown. And then someone said, you're, bl- you're blaming the victim. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could spend days going up. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Nareen Shatner, who we just talked about. Steve Irwin. Yes, mate. But it was a uh, heart attack, but it was in the water. It was an attack by the stingray into yeah, his yeah. heart. Yes. <laughs> Heart attack. That's it, a good way to attack put Attack to his heart, yeah, for sure. Well, it was a heart attack. Uh, that was the <laughs> cause of death. Right. <laughs> and then Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Next category, superstar health issues. This is kind of broad. Jim Varney, lung cancer. Amy Winehouse, coming off of alcoholism. Which someone yelled at us o- over the titling of the Jim Varney episode, Ernest Goes to Heaven. Clearly, it's a play on Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Goes to Africa. And this guy was like, he's an atheist. That's so disrespectful that you said Ernest goes to heaven. It's like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) And then I wrote, Ernest believes in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Ernest is heaven. George Michael, just overall bad health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Freddie Mercury, AIDS. Yep. Brittany Murphy, pneumonia and overall bad held that's still a question mark yeah and then alvis presley probably the epitome of bad health yeah and then we got freak accidents john eric hexham who shot himself for a prank on the set of a 80s tv show cover up i believe the name is and he died there was something like the piece of paper yeah. hit him in the brain. It was literally just a piece of paper that yeah. got shot out and pierced his brain. Yeah. But uh, E.G. Daly, who's um, a voice actress. she's Rugrats? Uh, yeah, Tommy Pickles and stuff. She was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And, Pee-wee. Uh, Hi, Pee-wee. Yeah. And in one of the scenes where he goes to the bike shop, um, someone pulls a gun or something and she like really freaks out. And during filming, uh, PB was like, are you okay? And she was like in tears. And she had said that her boyfriend, John Eric Hexham, had <gasps> just been shot in the oh, head. Man. She was dating him? Yes. And we didn't know that. Wow. I just found out about that like two or three weeks ago and was like, holy shit. When Crazy. Paul Rubens died, people were talking about that story. And they showed in an interview where he was talking about talking to her, uh, being afraid of, uh, oh, it was when someone needed like CPR and she was freaking out. Yeah. That's what it was. Interesting. Yeah. And then we have Brandon Lee. We covered John Eric Hexham, Brandon Lee after the Alec Baldwin stuff. Yep. Yep. Helena Hutchins, another one. These are freak accidents. Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Ted Demi. He was playing basketball and dropped. Yeah. Yeah. He had a little cocaine system, but it's not a well, drug you know. overdose. Yeah. It doesn't count. Well, you get a little freaky with cocaine, so it could still be a freak accident. Yeah. yeah. David Carradine and Michael Hutchins, you have to put them next to each other. Yeah. Because they both died from the same freak accident. Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood star whacker offers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the next category is the unalivers. Mark Salling, Sayonara, the glee guy that had a bunch of child porn yeah. that he thought was cool. So he showed See his ya. girlfriends, hey, you into child porn? And they were like, No. <laughs> God. So then they called the FBI. And then Anthony Bourdain, Power Rangers episode. We covered Jason David Frank. Mm. Very sad. Johnny Lewis, what a maniac. He thought he was a big motorcycle guy, but he was a little puny, skinny dude. Trying to be a tough guy, he fell off the bike and he messed up his head. 
was never the same since. He was he thought he was a British guy afterwards. Yeah, he yeah. killed. Uh, yeah, that nice old lady. Yeah, the nice landlord. Old, I, I can't recall her name right now, but yeah, she Catherine Davis. She ran a nice house in Los Feliz that housed like other artists and stuff. And he killed her for no apparent reason that I could think of. Killed her, her cat, and himself. Yeah. Jesus. And he, and he jumped off like the balcony off the roof or something. Yeah. It's crazy. The, the roof of the garage. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that high up. So it's just oh, such God. a brutal death. Yeah. If I jump off involved. something like that, I just want to die. Yeah. And then Mary Kay Bergman and Robin Williams, who we've already talked about. And then just in general, the people from the bridge episode, mm. which was controversial, YouTube pulled it immediately. Yep. There's no way to get around that because that movie is about seeing the reality of suicide. Mm-hmm. And or unaliving. It, so unaliving. <laughs> yeah. And it shows it. And so when I'm not going to sugarcoat, if I'm going to do the episode on it, let's look at these clips. Yeah. And YouTube had none of it. So go to our Patreon yes, and please. see it. And then we have the next category. This is a fun one. Toxic Couples. Mm. Simon Monjack and Brittany Murphy, Amy Winehouse and Blake Fielder Civil, Anthony Bourdain and Asia Argento, Steve McNair and Jenny Kazemi, Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie, Robert Blake and Bonnie Lee Bakley, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. and maybe the most toxic, Phil Hartman and Bryn Hartman. Yeah, yeah. no good, no bueno. Bryn Harbin can rot in hell. What a yeah. fucking awful person. Bad who person. Who gets stuffed in Minnesota, remember? Mm. Oh, yeah. The Joe Rogan Clipper is like <laughs> talking about her just like, you know, bragging about, you know, fucking these other guys on pickup trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad. And then we got Toxic Friends. Bob Crane and John Carpy Carpenter. Oh, God. Carpy would stick his finger up Bob Crane's ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lil Peep and his entire entourage. No they, good. They all had those weird names, like Joey X. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> like uh, Black Claw. Uzi, Uzi Depression or yeah. something. <laughs> and then we have Sharaban K., the Instagram lookalike killer yep. who befriended a girl that looked like her and then killed her so she could fake her own death. Good moron. And then we have, this is loosely part of the toxic friends category, Ashton Kutcher and Ashley Ellerin. Yeah. What a friend he was to her. He sees her dead body and leaves her there. What a fucking asshole. All right. Next category, mommy and daddy dearest, Marvin Gaye Sr., Chris Benoit. Ham Rocket, who made Charles put his finger on the stump. Yep. Pretend he was going to cut it with an axe. Herbert Goldstein, DJ AM's dad. Oh, yeah. The weird dad. Jose and Kitty Menendez. Chuck Harrelson. And last but not least, Augusta Gein. Mm, The Bible humper herself. (laughs) Funny you should mention that. I have that clip. (laughs) Vibrating Bible salesman. (laughs) And she was this... God fearing, Bible humping. Oh, she humped scary the Bible. She didn't even she, thump it. Yeah, she, she humped it. <laughs> the Humpty Dance right. is your chance to do the hump. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost the title of the episode. Bible humping. Ed Gein, <laughs> Bible humper. <laughs> Not tub thumping. Tub. Bible humping. <laughs> we be singing when we're humping. Well, when you find out what Ed was up to, it's not that surprising his mom would hump a couple of Bibles. Exactly. Yeah, it seems like he has a pretty fucked up religious and you know spiritual background in the family there. I recovered. Yeah. <laughs> and that was still early on. So I'm like, can I 
remove that, like edit it Hell out? no. <laughs> you guys were like, no way. <laughs> Not happening. Bible humping. And then we got next category, bad cops. William Shatner, we already talked about that case. Mm-hmm. Adrian Shelley, they had listed her death as suicide at first. Yeah, which people again got mad at us for. Yeah, because the title of the episode. The Mysterious Suicide of Adrian Shelley. Because it was labeled a suicide. We know it's not a suicide. That's why you listen to the fucking episode. <laughs> and then Juan Catalan, we already talked about that. Yep. And then Gabby Petito, remember they intervened. They pulled over Gabby and Brian and let them go on their merry way when it was very clear there was something wrong. Yeah. Bob Crane, these investigators were the ones that stomped all over the crime scene to make it very hard to solve this murder. Mm-hmm. And then the Hollywood Ripper. They heard Ashton Kutcher's bullshit story that it was red wine. He thought it was red wine. <laughs> Watch our latest stuff. I cover it a lot. (laughs) Then we have The Unsolved. Some of these are repeats. Bob Crane, Brian Jones, which a lot of people are reacting to lately. And then we have Doug Kenny, Unsolved. Yeah, Doug Kenny. uh, I really enjoyed that one just because the the comedy writing aspect of it. Yeah. He was like the ground zero Harvard guy that started comedy writing. He was a legend. And we referenced it in our very first episode when talking about Landis. Oh, that's right. Animal House and all that. Mm, Yeah. William Desmond Taylor, the original Who Done It. Yeah, that was a weird one too, because that that was such a weird story. He just bounced around the U.S. Just you know, good on him. He seemed to have a good time until he got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jack Nance from Twin Peaks and Eraserhead. He was at a donut shop and came back looking badly beaten. He got oh, his yeah. head erased <laughs> and then died. Yeah. Nobody knows what happened. Barbara Colby gunned down by a gang. The woman from California Split, a Robert Altman movie that did not make my top three, but Possible. It's a great movie. Possible gang. Yes, could, exactly. Could have also been the toolbox killers. Well, it's unsolved. Yes. Or her husband. John Benet Ramsey. We still do not know. It's definitely not John Marcar. Yeah. <laughs> That's something we do know. <laughs> yeah. And go to our Patreon if you want to hear more about him. Yeah. We tried to reach out to him. Our and, dealings with John. Yeah. And then there's Pierre Paolo Pasolini, who yeah. did the movie Salo, which we all got COVID from when yeah. we yep. saw it at the New Beverly. Yeah. Oh my God. I might have already had COVID when I went, went into that. That was the problem, I think. And then the Delphi murders. That was a great episode that kyle went right to the front lines yeah yes. the belly of the beast and then natalie wood of course mm. we know it was robert wagner somehow daddy wags but we don't know exactly yep. how and then we got demented doctors and quacks christina parcel mm. the rose petal murders yeah she really uh it was not a great bet no not very cool what she was up to with those Cats and dogs. She was either not the best or the best. We don't know. <laughs> Ask the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They... She was having sex with people's pets. Yes. On yeah. camera. Oh, Jesus. And she was a vet tech. Yeah. And as I said then, it gives new meaning to the term true crime unleashed. Hello. <laughs> woof. Woof. <laughs> woof, woof. Bark, bark. Marilyn Monroe's doctor, Hyman Engelberg, who gave her the sleeping pills, even though Bobby Kennedy probably shoved them in her mouth that day. What, the pills or the Hyman? (laughs) (laughs) And that's another good segue, because I have a clip from that episode that I thought was kind of fun, looking back. 
Jean Martin, funny Jean enough. Martin. Yeah. Jean uh, and Dean Martin. She said they were hound dogs, basically, that they could hardly control themselves. Oh, they and were fucking everybody. Their dad sucking and fucking everything. Joe <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Joe Kennedy we gotta was throw the that same. In there. So it was like father, like sons. Yeah. They didn't even conceal it when they were at parties or other places. No, because the internet didn't exist. You didn't have to. And one time she felt a hand on her breast and then John Kennedy, oh, it was me. <laughs> it was uh, me there. It was me that had my hand on your breast. <laughs> Want to go upstairs? That's not even <laughs> exaggerating. Would you uh, like to see my cock? <laughs> Here, have some popcorn. <laughs> I am wicked hot. He shakes the bucket. <laughs> <by his waist. laughs> Will you feel my penis? I am not going to fuck you because you're easy. I'm going to fuck you because I, I am hard. Pump <laughs> <laughs> <Tom> Trump. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The two pump jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then continuing with demented doctors and quacks. Park your carcass. His doctor convinced him to have bad back surgery, uh. which led him to ha- to be in a wheelchair for most of the time. And then he did a roast, killed, and then died on stage. Oof. And if you remember, that is Super Dave's dad and Albert Brooks's dad. Yes. Yep. And it was at the Beverly Hilton. Yeah. And then we have Dr. Jerome Ozeal, the psychiatrist for the Menendez brothers, who saw dollar signs all over them. Cha-ching. And then we got the two infamous ones that, of course, I invented this category for. Dr. Nick, mm-hmm. Elvis's guy. Yep. And Dr. Sebi. Left eyes guy. Yeah. Dr. Sebi said he could cure AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad he wasn't around when Freddie needed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got child stars Bobby Driscoll, Anton Yelchin, Lilo Brancato of Bronx Tale, Ryan Grantham, Corey Haim, Dana Plato. Yeah. It's a murderer's row. Yeah, it really is. And a lot of people are hating on Howard Stern when they hear our episode. Well, yeah. Doesn't oh, make really, him look that great. Really? Yeah, because he he was never very sensitive with people with big problems. Like <laughs> Not that. at all. At least back then. And now he's like, if people think I'm woke, I guess I'm woke. I'm proud of it. Yeah, okay. Serial killers, Ed Gein, Jeffrey Dahmer, Hollywood Ripper, SNL, Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, Charles Rocket. <laughs> SNL's the killer? <laughs> now with these are just categories. We're going to kill you. In these are just yeah. fun categories. You're Wrestlers: Brian Lawler, Chris Benoit, Owen Hart. Where apparently I played the part of the heel mm-hmm. because I dared ask if wrestling was fake in every yeah. single episode. Well, <laughs> rowdy, and rowdy, so rowdy. did Mark. Don't don't let me Rowdy, die. Rowdy, oh, Rowdy, no. Rowdy Piper, he uh, gave it to Bill Maher for saying it on, remember that clip of Politically Incorrect? Yeah, he took his pants off. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, I have a brand new hip, and like, he's like, yeah. got bruises everywhere. Bruises everywhere. Bill Maher is like, fucking mortified. Yeah. <laughs> he hates it. He's like, I well, I can say this, I've never dropped my pants in front of, in front of other men, okay? And fucking Rowdy Piper, without missing a beat, goes, well, how'd you get the job? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. We did some theme episodes. Oscars, Urban Legends, Disney, 9-11. Those are fun. People enjoyed them. Yeah. Reality shows. Wallace Souza. 
from Brazil. We did Wife Swap and Storm Chasers. Yeah. Concerts, Astro World, Station. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the station. Yeah, which is the nexus of this uh, podcast. Yeah. I actually have a clip. I could say one thing to get us going. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This happened February 20th, 2003. And actually, it's kind of the crux of how this podcast started. Because oh, yeah, that's me and Alejandro, slightly, it was before the pandemic. We were working together. And I think when it I, was during the pandemic. Because was it? We, we had to eat our lunch oh. outside on our cars. Mm-hmm. We were eating lunch out of the back of my truck. That's very like uh, that was the, it was the because we it's like a hometown story kind of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, let me talk to you. You know, just a couple of guys on the flatbed of the truck. I had just seen the station nightclub fire footage, which I thought was like a news report when I clicked on it. There wasn't like a trigger warning or anything saying like, "Hey, this is eighteen plus." This footage scarred me so bad. I had to talk to somebody about it, and I watched it the day before. So I just throw it up on him, like, "Holy shit!" I've seen this footage. Like, it's really messing with my head. And his eyes lit up <laughs> like the station. Yeah, <laughs> the rest is history. And then, of course, we already talked about Woodstock '99. And then, uh, last two categories here, we have Andy Dick, who was part of Woodstock '99. Maybe was the origin of all the chaos. Yep. Because he performed on Friday. Yeah, that's where true. he's like, I'm gonna stick my dick out of my pants. Yeah, some kind of. Because I found on the Wayback Machine, they have the entire six hours that was on the VHS tape uh, mm. that they <laughs> they submitted for Woodstock '99. The pay per view that you could buy, you could buy the entire mm. tape for like four hundred bucks or something. Holy shit! And that was not on it. I couldn't find that that Andy Dick thing. Wow. But we listened to it. I'll from fuck YouTube. anything that wants. That's yeah. oh yeah. I'll fuck anything that moves. Yeah. That's yeah. What was. yeah <laughs> Everyone was horrified. Yeah. That's that's. A Another category killed by Andy Dick. Yeah. yeah, Phil Hartman, uh, David Strickland, yep. and Woodstock '99. Yeah, exactly. David Strickland. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then final category here: the Twenty Seven Club. Anton Yelchin, Brian Jones, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I guess Anton Yelchin. Well, he was a rock star. Actually, he was taking a break from uh, his rock practice. Yeah. Yeah, he was on his way to go meet up with the band. And then there's a couple of, I, I have a couple of clips here. There's been a couple of fun debates through <laughs> all the episodes. Yep. Yeah. One that comes to mind is Anne Hayes and Ellen. Mm. Kyle had a problem with their relationship. Should we hear what is up with he that? He didn't believe in it. He didn't believe yeah, it. it makes it sound like I'm fucking Fox News dad. I know. <laughs> I thought they were like in no. love. They had been together for years. Nope. And she was standing up like she literally did not really know Ellen at all. It's annoying. The whole sales pitch on their relationship. Oh, get over it. Was that they were madly in love. And no corporate bullshit is going to stop no. us from being lovers. She didn't even know her. Kyle, have Trust you ever me. heard of Love at First Lick? What are, you, yeah. what are you, a Fox shareholder? What do you care? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then another debate that we had was Ebert and Bam, more so mm. the, the our fans. Yeah, e- Ebert's out of pocket on that one. Wait, Ebert said that he, that off-color tweet. or he Friends tweeted, don't let yeah. jackasses drive drunk. Yeah, and that created a shitstorm. Right? So let's yeah. hear what went on with that. This is from the Ryan Dunn episode. Roger Ebert got on Twitter after uh, Ryan died. 
and he tweeted, Friends don't let jackasses drink and drive. Jeez. And what did Bam have to say about it? Bam was not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Piece of shit Roger Ebert has the gall to put in his two cents about a jackass drunk driving. Shut your fat fucking mouth. <laughs> Could you imagine going after a guy that doesn't have a jaw due to <laughs> <Yeah>. cancer? <laughs> <laughs> and most people sided with Bam. Yeah. Well, Bam, ha- Bam has a fan base that's like ra- that's like a- it's like bigger and crazier than South Park. Yeah. <laughs> really, they came after us. Yeah. I stand with Bam on that one. <laughs> okay. Do you really? Yes. No, come on. Ebert is correct, but he does it just doesn't need to be said. What? Yeah, why? doesn't need to be said. He's trying that is the best time to make that point because Ryan Dunn took out um, another friend who had a family. Yeah. Why would why would Roger Ebert chime in, especially when it's very sensitive with all these people and yeah. families and stuff? He's not even connected to them. They're yeah. not in any movies that he, he died too about. for the yeah. greater good. He's oh, we're doing it again. He died. We're doing it again. We're gonna be playing this clip of the two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to say, River Phoenix, John Frusciante. Here's a little oh, excerpt from that. Epic. He just needs to let loose, and now he's feeling dejected. So I'm talking about his final night at the Viper Room when yep. they wouldn't let him play in Johnny Depp's band, and he's depressed, so he goes looking for drugs in the crowd. He goes into the crowd of people in search of drugs. Oh, God. As Johnny Depp is taking the stage, the club is nearly filled to capacity. So River's just kind of blending in now. And he scores some drugs and heads into the bathroom. There is another version that he was handed a mysterious drink and the person said, here, drink this. And that's what caused him to get sick. Yeah. I've heard it wasn't someone in the audience. What did you hear? That it was Frusciante. Really? Yeah. That's what Bob Forrest claims. Yeah. Um, so he was there le- that night for sure? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I love that And then part. they filmed some weird video at Johnny Depp's house after. All right, so knowing what we know now, it's just funny that even came out of my mouth. He was there that night? Yeah. <laughs> so famously, people are saying he was there. Right. But there's certain articles and research that I came across where it was a non-entity in River Phoenix's last night. But obviously, we've gotten so much feedback from people with all their theories. People went nuts. And did you notice how I said there's another theory with the drink? Everyone's saying all sorts of things. Yeah. I personally think the most believable is that he snorted an eight ball in the bathroom. Yeah. Or a speedball in the bathroom. Yeah, it could have been fentanyl. Like, I don't know. The fact that people think it's that easy to drink a bunch of cocaine. The people who think that that's that easy have never done cocaine. Mm -hmm. I was the first one to comment on that. I was like, you drank heroin? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Let me get a heroin cocktail, please. And they say, haven't you read the autopsy report where it says his nostrils were pristine? Like, all right, we're painting a picture. This is entertainment. Yeah. We're not CNN. At the same time, though, we do pride ourselves in research. And I think we do better research than CNN. I think so. Yeah. And with that episode, unfortunately, there's just so many different versions. I didn't quite wrap my head around everything before presenting it. Yeah. But that's part of the fun. We're discovering things in the and moment. Sometimes there's and sometimes there's, there's gray areas where you have to, we just, we, we put the, what we know out there or what is known. 
and we kind of let you figure it out because like that Rebecca Gayhart thing, mm-hmm. I'll go back to that. It is unknown if she, it's hard to tell if someone's on a phone unless you subpoena the phone company. Right. I think she was on her cell phone. She said she was not. It's kind of here are, you know, he said, she said type thing. And we don't have like an eyeballs on the ground that saw her on on a phone. I don't think. Yeah. Right. But that was very interesting because a lot of people had a lot of opinions on River Phoenix. When the funniest part is nobody really knows what happened that night. Yeah, nobody knows. People like do better research. It's like there's so many accounts. You can't tell everybody's side of the story. Yeah. Everybody has a different story from that night. This was one of our popular cliffhanger moments from one of our two-parters. His name was Gaetan Duga. Although their conversation was brief, little did Freddie know that he was the man who would be dubbed patient zero of the AIDS epidemic. No fucking way. Wait, what? He was infected by patient zero. No way. No Wait, but way. find out next week. <laughs> no, but I don't. I just, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm going to explain it, but, it. All right, let's hear. It. <laughs> to be continued. People <laughs> wrote us. Hey, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all real. <laughs> we had no idea. I had never heard that before. Totally real. Yeah. Yeah, that was very organic reaction. Yeah. And then we have. Oh, the shitlist origin. You want to hear that? Yeah. This sure. is from the Brittany Murphy episode. On came along this guy, Simon Monjack, who is this kind of big British monster of a person who is just <laughs> kind of a drag on our entire life. I feel like we need to create a, a death and entertainment shit list. Yeah. He would definitely be on it. This yeah. guy is up there. John Landis. Yeah, Landis, Landis definitely way up The there. two uh, detectives that framed our boy, Juan Catalan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of things came out of this episode. So uh, starting early on with the podcast, we had some cool things happen. Like right away, uh, we got an email from uh, ABC and producers at 2020 asking us if they can use one of our videos, uh, asking us if we own the footage to the Twilight Zone accident, which we did not. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> there. I, I filmed it. Yeah. Uh, they're like, you own this footage, right? And we were like, no, but we'll still license it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suffice to say, we weren't used on that uh, episode of 2020. But shortly after that, we got an email uh, saying, hey, we just listened to your episode on Brittany Murphy. We're doing this TV show. It's going to be on Vice TV. Resolved episode about Brittany Murphy and her death. And yes. they used clips of our podcast on that. And that's when the ultimate villain of every great conspiracy theory enters chat rooms and discussions online. I came across an hour-long YouTube video that posited the question, murdered by the deep <laughs> Goddamn right. That piqued my interest. Now, the father, Angelo, comes yeah. back into the picture in order to insert themselves with some wild QAnon-like theories as to what happened with Brittany <laughs> and her husband, Simon. He said also that there was like the U.S. government might have taken them out, too. In the years after... <laughs> <laughs> Our television debut, yes. everybody. Yeah. It's surprisingly, we, we have not been asked back on. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget... We've also broke some news in this podcast. Yeah. Do you all remember this moment? Oh, my God. (laughs) Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen. What's happening here? I don't Um, even know. 
we got breaking news over here that we've gotten our phones have been blowing up. We were recording a podcast and this just came Kyle through. Kyle just pulled me out of the hole that I sleep in every night <laughs> <laughs> to wake me up to tell me what's going on here. Yeah, and if I had to bet this person would eventually kill someone, I would have thrown all Who my money saw at this it. coming? Come yeah. on. If I had to bet that a working Hollywood actor would eventually kill someone. Yeah. The rage inside of this. It man. would be Alec Baldwin. It would be Alec Baldwin. Okay, we get the headline from Variety magazine here that uh, Alec Baldwin fired prop gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director. Holy fuck. Alec Baldwin killed someone. It seems so. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, and someone was just telling us the story last night that Danny Trejo uh, went to prison in Mexico. And uh, he said, you know, when you're in prison, people just have a different look in their eye. And he said, the only person I've ever seen that look in their eye outside of prison was Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked at that. Like, everything yeah. I hear about this guy, I'm like, it gets worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> I always liked his acting. I, I actually liked, I thought he was a funny guy, but he's kind of crazy, I guess. Coffee's yeah. for closers. Yeah. yeah. And then I have one more clip here. All right. Would you like to hear the origin of Dedo? Yes. This is from the Ryan Dunn episode. Ryan Reynolds was having trouble finding his footing then. Yeah. Because another movie he did around the same time was R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I forget that existed. Yeah. Or I forgot that existed. (laughs) Lucky. Yeah. I like that better. I think about it every day. (laughs) It's like a Ghostbusters Men in Black ripoff. Yeah. Where in the afterlife, they're like agents that have to go hunt down the undead on Earth or something. And they call them Deados. Oh, that'd be a good name for our. uh, (laughs) That's the only good thing I take away from that. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) That was the one thing I remember from that movie. I'm like, that's kind of clever to call them Deados. What's up, Deados? How you doing out there? Deadies. Deados. What the Deadies? Pow! I just shit my pants. (laughs) Jeff Bridges has a ridiculous accent in that movie, and he's like, all right, let's go get us some deados. (laughs) Oh, man. It's horrible. And it was in 3D. Such a bad catchphrase. And I've seen it more than once. Okay, moving on. (laughs) For a treat, I have this accompaniment. Now listen and learn. Deado. We call them deados. Oh yeah, that's a dead That's a dead <laughs> <laughs> He must have been so tired of, t- of doing this movie. He probably forgot he did that movie. <laughs> he, a lot of actors his age, they just forgot. They forget they do movies. I think that's hilarious. It's like me forgetting the Heath Ledger episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, when Norm MacDonald and Jim Carrey, he was on the Norm MacDonald show on, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim's like, hey, uh, Norm, remember that time, that time you came to visit the people versus Larry, Larry Flynn? No, no, no. Remember that ca- that time you came to visit uh, Man on the Moon? Yeah. And he goes, I was actually in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> As I would say it, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was just visiting the set to yeah, hang out. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and so as we go into our last stuff here, don't mind me. I'm opening a bottle of champagne hey, to celebrate. That's right. How does it feel, guys? A hundred episodes. It feels uh, surreal. It's been two years. It's been two reels. Yeah. <laughs> years. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the origin of Dedos. We appreciate all the Dedos out there, uh, especially the ones that are on our Patreon. We have 12,000 people on YouTube. We got... Newer people coming into the Patreon, so we're going to give everybody a shout-out right now. Tierra of Thorns, Shannon the Dog Behavior Nerd, Mike, 
Tavarna Garvey, Sean Gathers Jr., Christine Valdez, Gigi Helen. Thank you, Helen. Matt Yenter. Me too. Jazz De La Huerta. M. Erica Akamine. Megan Moore. Jody Hightower. Ann Evans. Zoe Zbots. Zbots. Uh, from Fond du Lac. Who came to us from the Mary Kay Bergman episode. Yeah, yes. And she was great. like, wait, this guy's from Fond du Lac, too? <laughs> <laughs> Amy Tradewell. Ashley Kamachitis. Kamachitis. I think that's how you pronounce your last name. Yeah. Uh, Christine Valdez. Brandy Tiger Lily. Afzal. Afzal. Love you, man. Lo- I follow him on Instagram, too. Guy, Hell yeah. He's got a lot of great hot takes on there. Yeah. Uh, Tiff Gordon. Tiffy. Uh, Mac McGloogie. super deado, Macklin McGloogie. Shout out. And our biggest deado to date, the number one deado head, Rebecca Elgood. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. We love you all. Thank you. You allow us to pay the bills around here, which is much appreciated. Yes. Amen. Because it takes a lot to put this show together. Yeah. We really appreciate all the support. Yeah. Uh, you've helped us, you know, hit uh, the charts on iTunes recently. Yeah, right, here we go. You, you hear this? Oh, oh! Oh, that was underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna add a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and All so right, I'm gonna pour you some champagne while you talk. Perfect. Here we go. Uh, this podcast has allowed us to meet and talk to people we never anticipated to. Like I said, uh, ABC's 2020 reached out to us, Vice TV. Uh, we actually got Family Guy showrunner and writer of Ted One and Ted Two, and a million ways to die in the West, Alex Sulkin. Mr. Alex Sulkin. Yep. Uh, thank you. And as well, I got to reach out to Juan Catalan. Hopefully, we'll have him on one day. Uh, Some other people that don't want to be named right now, but they are the the kin and the relatives of some of the people we've covered. Yes. And they don't have bad things to say. No, they have great things to say. That's why I didn't mind shouting them out. Yeah. Which is amazing if you think about it, that the family of some of our subjects have reached out to us. Yes. And said they liked it. Yeah. Can I say... Uh, Junior, who I'm thinking of? Yeah, Ray Combs Jr. Ray Combs Jr., yeah. He, yeah. he uh, reached out to him. Sorry, you you responded to him, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, he, he specifically reached out, and I said, you know, anytime you want to come on and correct anything we got wrong, he said, you got nothing wrong, and he said he would come on. Yeah. Uh, We're in, we follow each other on Instagram now. Ray Combs' uh, son, yeah. Ray Combs yes. Jr., good he, guy. He was, Ray Combs was the... Uh, uh, host of the Family Feud in the 90s, if yeah. you remember that episode. If not, go back, listen to it. Yep. Um, and Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to get my champagne here. So that we can start drinking this. Yes. Champagne for my uh, sham friends. And cheers to the Dettos. Yes. Detto. To the Dettos. Also, Charles Rocket's son, Zane Clavery, has reached out to us and uh, told us we've done a good job in some episodes. He listened to the 9-11 one and liked it. Thank you. Uh, He's also welcome on the show, and we'll probably be talking to him eventually. But yeah, we've also talked to the son of one of our, well, the first episode. <laughs> oh, is this what we're getting into now? I was hoping we could skip past it. Do you want to skip past it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, doing, I'm playing a character here. <laughs> this is the nuclear bomb that was set off in our first week of the podcast. Yeah, I was scared us. we were going to be ruined before we even started. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I should I go into it? What, go what, into what it led up to, okay. and tell them what you wrote exactly. What did you send him and what happened? Okay. Well, you know, we were a young upstart uh, podcast, and we started that Instagram, which I I don't know. I remember earlier when I talked about putting up that Tim uh, Robbins in the player. Mm-hmm. Thing with the postcards mm-hmm. that that read out to death and entertainment instead of I'm gonna kill you, loser. <laughs> um, and I posted that and I'm like, yeah, hey, I want I want to start having some fun with this. So I started following Max Landis on Instagram. I forget what his handle is, but John Landis's son, John Landis's son, who's been um, canceled himself. Um, <laughs> I don't know the exact details of what happened there, but I think people describe him as fully canceled, and he he was. A director and a writer, no writer of a movie called Bright mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix with Will Smith, a terrible movie. Um, yeah, and it, Max Landis, there's allegations of just being, you know, abusive in relationships. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, an asshole overall. Yeah, I think like 2017, 2018, he got canceled. It's hard to keep track of like when people get canceled, but he definitely was. And so I figured maybe I start messing with him a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were around the time doing the uh, Twilight Zone. So it was like hot on my head, uh, you know, bringing up the fact that, you know, Max Landis is part of this family dynasty of scumbags, basically. The dad is a real scumbag. Yeah. The first man on the shit list. It was and- definitely on your mind because that was the first episode. So we had spent all summer talking about it. So I started leaving kind of vague comments on his instagram with the death and entertainment kyle was nice enough to remind me that just so you know you know he just sees an icon of a skull and crossbones (laughs) making (laughs) comments on his instagram i was saying stuff like i know it was you yeah (laughs) um with with no context yeah he 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 posted a picture of him swimming in the ocean in the ocean i just said i know it was you (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that very would, cryptic insane yeah. message yeah. to send <laughs> yeah. which would scare anybody and i was also hot off of us watching the player over and over <laughs> which a, a stalker does do st- stuff exactly like that tim robbins character who mm-hmm. plays a studio executive so i was like i don't know maybe i'm gonna cosplay you know this kind of weird yeah. character who's just kind of going after this uh this canceled guy yeah um and and he's a weird artistic guy yeah maybe he would have gotten it yeah i thought so <laughs> yeah gotten the whole context of what we were doing yeah i thought maybe in some weird world he'd be like hey what's going on here i'll talk to you about my dad and everything that happened and that is not what happened there. nope <laughs> no <laughs> that is not even close to what happened there uh what instead happened is uh he got very nervous and he sent us, I didn't even know you could do this on Instagram. He sent us a voice memo. Yeah. Through a direct message. Um, and we have it here. And we also have the long text that he responded with before that. Because I was leaving these weird comments and just replying to his stories with, <laughs> with my own cryptic comment. Yeah. And this was his coming back at us and like being like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I'm sorry if I came across stern, dude. It's just, I'm, you have to keep in mind, I'm a, I'm a person who's experienced a really intense level of real-life harassment since I was a little kid. People even stalking my dad and then all the stuff with the public shaming. Like, I, I've, had to, I've had to deal with a lot of psychos, so I didn't mean to, like, be a dick to you guys. I just, I like to have clean lines, you know? 
It's very nice. Yeah, dealing with a lot of psychos like his dad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. His dad who's uh, killing kids on movie sets. Yeah. That's what happens when you kill a veteran actor and two little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You get harassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Warranted harassment. But he has like a wide open, you know, I didn't even think when I'm commenting that he even sees any people. Con- like, like some stars, like you can comment on their yeah. stuff. They don't even touch it. Like it's their publicist doing all this why yeah. would you yeah so i i didn't know i was gonna get that type of response i was kind of chilled to my bone <laughs> when i actually heard it because he was yeah. like going after kyle separately on his oh yeah Instagram he and- sent me uh a dm saying uh are you gonna be a normal person on the internet today or are you gonna be like your buddy mark <laughs> <laughs> he knew it was me right off the bat i don't know how he knew my voice but <laughs> No joke, me and Kyle had a gig that day, and we were on our way to meet Mark at Salsa and Beer, one of our favorite hotspots. Yeah, Yeah, we were shouting out uh, Tony's. Yeah, Little Tony's, Salsa and Beer. And then Kyle got that message from Max Landis, and then Kyle looks at me completely freaked out. And he's like, what the fuck is Mark (laughs) up to? And then he asked me, do we have a problem here? (laughs) Can Mark be contained? I went out of of pocket a little bit. You were really scared. I thought he was ruining the podcast before we even got it started. I was trying to drum up some, you know, interest, right? Make it interesting. Before we even had the first episode out. (laughs) And then you thought Mac Landis came to your house and left something Mm. on. Oh, because that night there was a bird with its head ripped off put into my parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I still have the, the video and the fucking yeah. pictures on my phone. I'll put it up in post during this. But but then I sent you a message saying it could also mean a new beginning. Yeah. That's what it <laughs> symbolizes. It you also gotta look be- at the silver lining. Yeah, like it, it means destruction and death, but also it could mean a new beginning. <laughs> For everything else except that bird. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so another thing that spawned from the Brittany Murphy episode was, you know, the shit list, Mm -hmm. uh, which also spawned into an idea that we had uh, to create the shitties. Yes. Yes. We've been teasing the shitties for quite a while. Yeah, celebrating the best of the worst in entertainment, and that is going to come out towards the end of the year or the beginning of next year to commemorate the best of the worst in entertainment for the year. I think it, our shitties are kind of like the Woodstock. You never, we always talk about doing them. Yeah, nothing ever never gets allowed. done, and yeah. maybe they'll take place in North Korea at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and that also exactly. ties into Death of a Career, which is upcoming. Yes, because we've always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people like Brett Favre. Yeah, canceled. Who, I still ignore all the bad press about him, and I'm waiting for you to present it yeah. to me. He's like your Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. But lately, Ashton Kutcher, he happened to be tied to the Hollywood Ripper, but with Death of a Career, yeah. we can cover the Russell Brands and yeah. the Gian Gomeshis, which if you haven't heard of him, Google him. Exactly. So that's upcoming, too. Another thing that has been spawned from this podcast is going to be our newest venture coming out late fall, early winter. If you're in Los Angeles... Make sure to come see us because we are doing the Death in Entertainment Hollywood Walking Tour. Yes. Where we show you around where people died, some of the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, It'll be about an hour-ish. We'll we'll be, you know, know, economical with your time. We're not going to. Yes. Unless we want to hang out later. We'll see. Yeah. 
Hi. There are many tours in Hollywood, uh, but this will be the darkest, I believe. <laughs> and the best. Yeah. Really? It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to get fa- It's like the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot. We're also going to speculate. Yeah. Yeah. And have we're going to We're going to have a couple laughs. We're going to stretch. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stretch the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. The one tour that we did go on for research, they just completely lied about everything. We actually have real stories that happen to real people. So yeah. ours is going to be, I think, the well, most that, accurate. Yeah. The tour we took, the lady was comatose. The lady just <laughs> lied. And said that I mean, this this guy hung himself inside the Hollywood uh, high school yeah. auditorium and wrote like "I love you forever," and they decided to leave the message there. So that's still carved uh-huh. in the. T- it's like okay, yeah, no, yeah. no. And then at the end of this tour, which we took for research, the woman said, "Tips are very much appreciated." And right after that, Kyle reaches into his pocket like he's going to tip her. Yeah. And he- <laughs> He pulls out his cigarette. Pulled out a pack of cigarettes and just started smoking. I was so mortified. Oh, I thought she her was gonna... eyes were like, no one's ever done this, like wide eyed. And then she just saw the pack of cigarettes and was like, ah, oh, fuck. I thought she was going to curse me. And then I, I went into my back pocket like I was going to pull out my my wallet for some cash. And I did, and I did this. <laughs> for those listening, Mark just gave the middle finger. <laughs> He flipped the bird. Yeah, which which is very uh, juvenile. And yeah. it's what David Spade did in uh, Black Sheep yeah. to that it, yes. old lady. No, to, to Gary Busey. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Gary Busey doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Or does he? <laughs> also, two of our uh, biggest dettos out there, very loyal listeners, Samantha Preston Morris and Sabrina Figueroa have sent us. Wait, you mean Sabrantha? Yes. They have sent us uh, <laughs> fan art in memes based on episodes. Uh, Do they know how much we love them? That I don't know if they actually know. We adore you both. I think they know it's mutual. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Um, they were... Hold on. Let me find the... Uh... I think I was tired. I almost got teary-eyed thinking of... I believe it was the Wife Swap episode yep. where Samantha... It was one of her first comments, and she said... I look forward to this every week. Hell yeah. And that was at a time it really felt good to hear that. Yeah. yeah. All our dettos out there, you never know you know, when a comment will hit perfectly and we're like, all right, that, uh, that buys me another month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally bought us another month. Yeah. <laughs> For motivation. I'll put these in in post, but uh, Samantha... <laughs> We were talking about how Mark's legs were in the Storm Chasers episode, and uh, that's where his gams made the debut, and <laughs> she sent us a meme with Alejandro while editing the Storm Chasers episode, because <laughs> we were making fun of Wayne Knight, who was sweating in the uh, Basic Instincts Yeah, theme. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Mark's legs not giving a shit. <laughs> because I was compared to Wayne Knight automatically not michael douglas <laughs> yeah. wayne knight yeah. <laughs> um, he is the best part of that scene of course and jurassic park hot take and she sent another one me updating my shit list and it's uh dolly parton writing in uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> totally <laughs> so good um uh, and then sabrina was the one who originally sent us uh, some fan art because we were talking about was it something she did 
Yeah, I can actually remember. I can explain. I think it was the Dodgers thing. What, what, Vince Scully or something? No, she sent us a glowing email mm. saying she loved the show. She had all these ideas, which we've done a, some of her ideas, I think, since then. Yeah. She yeah. had suggested Elvis. Yep. And by the way, Amy Tradewell, patron, she's the one that suggested Amy Winehouse. Ah. Oh, she's okay. one of my oldest friends from Wisconsin. Oh, nice. But Sabrina sent us this email. But then at the end, there was like a little asterisk saying, well, I loved most of the episodes except for Lil Peep. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'd never heard of him. Right. So then on that episode where we're reacting to this, I'm like, excuse me? That's the one that I put my blood, sweat, and tears into. Yeah. It came across like, thank Aggression. you for the email, yeah. but you're shitting on my episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that episode because I knew nothing about him. And then uh, I started, I've, since we were in my car recently, I had a couple of tracks on my uh, playlist. That was actually a proud moment for me. Yeah. Because you- that's what it started for me organically on the airplane I watched a documentary on Lil Peep and I so didn't want to like him no and then his music it was just so good yeah and I'm like I gotta do this episode yeah but back to Sabrina yeah so she made a meme basically making fun of us debating whether we liked her or not yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it says they love me they love me not they love me because she's picking daisies that uh, the faces actually look like the skulls from our uh, cover art. And then at the very end, it's one of us flipping her off saying, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love her art. I think it's yeah. 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 And I hope she knows that that was a complete joke. Yeah, of course. And she sent uh, this one, how it feels listening to podcasts. And it's just one person laughing with like an advertisement <laughs> of people laughing. And it says Sabrina laughing along with the Die podcast. Well, she used our <laughs> logo there. Should we talk yeah. about the logo a little bit and uh, the artist behind it? Yeah, Miss Paloma Childs uh, made the art for us. Just kind of gave her an idea that we knew we wanted it to be a skull. And yeah. then she just ran with it and made her own thing with uh, the actual D.I.E. coming out of the skull's the skull skull. Yeah, she made like a cool three D art, which I don't. I don't even know how to do that. I've tried it, and I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Mark, you don't even know how to cut a clip. <laughs> of course, you don't know how to design. Hey, some podcast. of those clips I've been putting up there. I been, know. Uh, Mark, that's, that's a true. joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Mark, you don't know how to tie your shoes. I yeah. Know, um. Yeah. So those are our, uh, you know, most loyal fans and. Biggest listeners that uh, always brighten up our day. Thank you so much. By reaching out to us and having a good thing to say about, uh, you know, our work here. Yeah. Yes. It's very nice. Thank you both. Light5306 says, can't believe it's been two years since your first episode and now Die has reached its 100th episode. Congrats, guys. Your podcast is one of my top favorites. Checker222 or 222. Where the hell did you guys come from? This is one of the original ones he wrote. Like a fully formed, well-produced podcast with great rapport between the different hosts. Just poof. You exist and are awesome. Ploof. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, I agree with that guy. Yeah. And then, yeah, Samantha already mentioned the one. This is the one I was talking about. I look forward to these every week, and y'all never let me down. And as someone from Ohio, you all are correct in your assessments. Ashley K., love you guys. I'm so glad I found you. Saul 155, best pod out there. Joe Rogan ain't shit. Danny, another great fan. One of the most underrated podcasts out there. Afzal, the best podcast ever. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. I told you about this guy. It's good. 
And then <laughs> this is just our latest review on Apple Podcasts from Dragonfly6. Love this podcast, my new favorite podcast. Not only are these guys hilarious, but the sound quality is outstanding. I hate listening to a podcast where there's static or the hosts sound a million miles away. These guys actually edit. They mostly stick to the topic. Mostly. Yeah. And they include content clips. I really hate YouTube. But I might actually take a look at Die. Check out this podcast. Woo, 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 woo. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Dragonfly. Thank you. And thank you. Yes. 100 down, 100 more coming. Follow us on Twitter. That's kind of the neglected child. Yeah. But Mark keeps it up. Yeah, Mark's yeah. the one that's on I've, that one. I've been trying to keep that up. I try to post all the YouTube clips, but we have so many. We do. Yeah. It, yeah. I and think I think people don't go to X that much anymore because after Elon Musk is taking over, and he's going to start charging people just to go on the platform. So everyone's going to be like, yeah, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of YouTube whole lot of shit up there yes so go check that out yeah and then we got instagram yes where smash mouth is smashing it right now yep our latest r.i.p video yeah yeah and then we got patreon where we really need you because the more patrons we have the more we can do this for a living and give you even more content yes and the latest ones we have there are a sequel to Disney World deaths. Yeah, mm-hmm. Disneyland deaths. Land of the Dead. <laughs> or Land of the Damned. That 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 icon there is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Give me nightmares. A little yeah. Halloween 2 action. Yeah, it's so scary. And then we have our Trevor Moore Patreon episode where we dive into some of his more controversial stuff. Yeah. A little Seth MacFarlane short. Yep. Another edition of You Can't Do That Anymore, the hit show where we explore things that you cannot do anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the latest one that's just causing the craze. Steve Renazizi, the man who wasn't there. Renazizi. And those are all (laughs) Patreon only. You can't get those anywhere else. Uh, And, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, until next week. Don't go dying on us. 